Hi, everyone. Last week, we maintained that money can acquire you things and give you the ability to do many things. It's a tool that can be put to good use. Unfortunately, it can also be a tool for you to do wrong things. If there's a title for this particular message, it would be money, amplifier, and accelerator. There's actually a verse that tells us that money is the answer for everything. And it's found in the book of Ecclesiastes. It goes to say, a feast is made for laughter, wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. This is very true. Maybe you're wondering whether there's really a verse in the Bible that says money is the answer for everything? Yes, there is. But when you read this verse, it's important that you don't read it out of context. You have to understand the entirety of the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a very interesting book as it compares the worldly wisdom of man to God's wisdom. The book of Ecclesiastes starts out with a startling exclamation. It says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. Other translations have the word vanity or futility in place of the word meaningless. The point is this, Solomon in his old age has found everything in this world to be empty and void of meaning. The lament becomes the theme of the whole, the whole book. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The context of the whole book of Ecclesiastes is that we live in a natural world without true meaning if God is not there. Ecclesiastes presents us a naturalistic vision of life, one that sees life through distinctively human eyes, very humanistic, but ultimately recognizes the rule and reign of God in the world. What does this mean? And what does it mean when it says money is the answer for everything? This means that money pays for everything you see, right? Everything you have. You, you need money. That, in a worldly sense, money is everything. But people should not set their eyes, or their hearts rather, and focus on their wealth, or else they'll become desensitized to the things of God. The actual author of Ecclesiastes is unknown. But the superscription attributes the book to Solomon, okay? who is identified as the son of David, king in Jerusalem. These can, again, can only mean it was referring to Solomon. The book of Ecclesiastes, meaning the preacher, is unique in Scripture. There's no other book like it, because it's the only book in the Bible that reflects a humanistic point of view, human view, rather than a divine point of view. The message of this book is, however difficult things may be because of the curse upon mankind in this fallen world, there's still a purpose. There's still a grace for all of us. There's enduring hope and satisfying life as we walk with God here on earth. The subjects of Ecclesiastes are the pain and frustration engendered by observing and meditating on the distortions of and iniquities pervading the world. Our sins, right? The uselessness of human ambition and the limitations of worldly wisdom and righteousness. So when the verse says, a feast is made for laughter, wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. It's saying that just like a feast, it's temporary. Just like a party, it's temporary. You party, and then after a few hours, it's over. 
And just like wine, when you're having fun and merrymaking, it's just but a brief moment. And once you're back to reality, reality sets in, you go back to your normal lives, you worry again of the same things. Because it's the same thing with money, that's what it's saying. Money is there for a while, brief momentary happiness, and then it ends. And all these things are dependent on the situation. Means again, that money, when you buy new things, right? You experience that brief uh, momentary happiness, you buy you know, a new thing, gives you temporal happiness. It only lasts for a while. You want this new uh, latest and greatest gadget, after a while, it's no longer the latest and the greatest. All these are meaningless. The difference with happiness and joy is that happiness depends on the happenings, the events, the temporary events. If the things around you are okay, then you're okay. But when the things around you, they don't go your way, you become sad, you become lonely, and sometimes you get depressed. But unlike joy, joy is kind of constant. Joy is not dependent on the event or happenings, okay? Whether you're, you're up, you're down, you can experience joy. Remember the disciples of Jesus? I was thinking about that. These men were about to be killed. They were about to be hung or crucified, but there's still a smile in their faces. There's still that joy because they were looking to the hope of glory, the God that God has given to them. Is it really possible to experience joy in the midst of problems? I love this verse. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Wow! How do you consider trials and suffering pure joy? When you're mature enough, you know that, God, I know this is for my own good. God, I know that there's something's going to come out of this. God, I know that it will strengthen my faith. God, I know that when I go through this and I persevere, you are going to point out something that will change me. Yes, it's going to change me. But going back to what we're talking about, yes, money can answer for everything. It can buy you things. Folks, I have bad news. Money cannot buy you love. Money cannot buy you joy. And money cannot buy you peace. It can't. These are, these are the things that only come from God. And it's free, by the way. It's free. But what can money really do? Okay, my first point, money is an accelerator. It's a tool that gets you to your destination faster and quicker. If you have a purpose, for example, if you have a goal, you get there faster. Okay, with money, you accomplish what you want faster than when you don't have it, right? You get there faster. It just accelerates what you want to do. If you, wanna, if you plan to do good things, right? You get there quick, you can do it more with money. Okay, it doesn't always mean money is good. Okay, so because uh, the other thing that is bad when you have money is, if for, for example, you're, you have addictions. Wow, bad combination, addiction and then having money. Why? Now you can buy the, the things that will satisfy your addiction. If you have wrong worldly desires, okay, it propels you to do it more that aren't good for you, right? So money can destroy you. It worsens your situation. It makes it possible to do more of something good or to do more of something bad. If you plan to do evil things or you worldly things, you do it faster. In fact, <laughs> you go to jail earlier than 
expected when you have money if you do the wrong things, right? Or you can get killed faster, okay? You're not gonna die old, you're gonna die young when you, when you use it for the bad use. You accomplish the bad things you plan to do quicker. You're able to accomplish it sooner than later. Money is an accelerator. It accelerates your plan. Okay, this, 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 the point number one, money is an accelerator. Point number two, money is an amplifier. I play the guitar and, you know, when you connect your electric guitar to your sound system, it becomes better when you have an amplifier. The sound is louder and it's, sometimes it gets more, it's clearer, right, than the normal. If you amplify what you do, you do more of it. Okay, it's not addition, it's multiplication. Money is an amplifier. You multiply what you want to have, you multiply what you want to be, and you multiply what you want to do, right? If you want to help the poor. Oh, I remember my dad, he's a doctor by the way. You know, every so often he would go to the poor area of the country. And some, at first we didn't know what he was doing. He didn't tell us. But he would help the poor, use his professional knowledge about being a doctor and just give money to the, give medicine to the poor and help them. I mean, can you imagine if he had more money, he'd probably help more people and probably give more money to the poor people. You can help more people when you have more money. If you are a generous person, you guys who are watching, I know many of you are so generous, okay? Generous people, the more money you give them, the more they will become generous. <laughs> If you are a happy and contented person, more money will not make you any happier. You know why? Because you're already happy. You're already full. But more money for those who are happy and content will make you even more thankful and will make you even more grateful. For those people who complain a lot with little, guess what? More money is not the solution. You will still complain more. In fact, the more money you have when you're you're just complaining and grumbling. It will just make you even more greedy. It never stops, never ending process. It just amplifies who you really are. If you're a bad person, money can make you the worst person, okay? You can be very evil. With money, you can even become more of who you really are. In other words, your intentions, your wants, your desires are magnified and amplified with money. People who don't know how to handle wealth, okay, those who can't handle the little that they have, will soon find it even harder. Or you, you're going to be in a worse situation when you have more money. Okay, you might even go down. It doesn't fix the current issues you have in this particular case. Converse to that, if you're already a good steward of what you have, it's the tool that will help you do more good. Does that make sense? Okay, so... What's the message? Message is this. What's the equalizer? What will help you put money to good use or in the right way? There is a verse that I'd like you to memorize in Deuteronomy 8.18. This has helped me a lot. The verse says, but remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. In another version, it is he who gives you the ability to become successful and prosperous and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today, not just before, today. So knowing that it is God who gave you the ability to make money or to produce wealth, to become successful, 
it humbles us even more. It humbles you and I to know that it is only God who really gave us this. Where did your intelligence come from? Where did your wisdom come from? Where did, are your ability, where did your abilities come from and your giftings? All from God. When you know that it's from God, you know what happens? You want to thank God more, right? You want to thank God more. You're, you become more grateful. And not only that, you want to make sure that the money, the blessings that God has given to you, you want it to, you want to put it to good use and for His purposes. Money can become a blessing instead of a curse. It can become something that can be used to advance His kingdom if it's used for God's purposes. So remember that. God gave you the ability to produce wealth. It came from God. In conclusion, money is an accelerator and an amplifier. So put your money for God's purposes. Put your money to advance God's kingdom, not for worldly desires and personal ambitions and pleasure. That will bring you fulfillment. And that will bring you things you can't buy with money, like love, joy, and peace. Amen? Amen. 